This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. This is your last chance. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. Hmm. The podcast ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stick with Bacon Sale. And I show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'll take the orange pill. Blue pill. Blue pill. Blue? Blue pill. Zach, stop it. You're on the show. Orange peel. Uh, Orange 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 peel? peel? Wait, what are we talking about? (laughs) It's not school lunch. (laughs) Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Spider-Man villain show. That was cute. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> Thanks to Chris Anderson for saying, I love how Joel went from being a negative Nelly in regards to his temp position to excitedly planning the week's activities. Yeah. <laughs> it you be literally filled out the entire week. They got me on full time, guys. What? Well, did you get the job? I did. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, I got fired. Sorry, so I'm going to guilt you into quitting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Teddy Swenson said, I laughed pretty hard at the he's going for the kill. Stop bury me segment. Uh, nice work, gentlemen. And KP Brown, who said, now I'm thinking you need a Batman rogues versus Spider-Man rogues Royal Rumble. To which Jill replied, that's not a bad bracket idea. It's not. That's not. If we get a couple more, like maybe Superman villains or... Superman villains. Wow. And then do the quadrants. Wait, haven't you guys already done this show? Kind of. We did. Okay, cool. Yeah, we did. Well, thank you, everyone. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Michael Bay's here, everybody. <laughs> no, we already did a show about him. Oh, oh, yeah. I think I did the same thing when we talked about action movie of action movies, too. Dang it. Uh, we're talking about action movie scenes. Ooh. Wait a minute. Didn't we talk about action movies way back when? Uh, several it was times. like earlier this year. Yeah, but like yeah. action movies. But the scenes are what make them work. But why are we talking about scenes now? Well, we have some help on this show. Please welcome our guest, Shannon West. Shannon West! Thank Thanks for Shannon, having me. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the listener? I am Shannon West. I have been listening to Bacon Sale, yeah? I think, from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Do you have you, like. I feel like I know you guys. Sorry about well, that. Well, you kind of do. A little bit. <laughs> do you have like a favorite type of episode or favorite episodes that come to mind of Bacon Sale? You know, I really enjoy the like the D&D style ones where you. Oh, oh the playing the games ones are really strange. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, the choose your own adventure. Mm, yeah, kind of yeah. ones. Those are pretty entertaining. Okay, hey Zach. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably remember, the hardest to do. Remember that time that me and my wife won the Hunger Games? It was a good time. Oh man, Max, Max. That was so good. That was so good. I'm so mad about it. Oh, we had fun with that. <laughs> that was but so good. Uh, Shannon, you were here because you you said this on our Pagan bit. Our our for patrons got got to hear this about you. That you are not big into romance movies. No. That, is, that is not your forte. You do not fall into that stereotype. No, I'm not a chick flick. You're just the coolest. Watcher. But you like <laughs> action movies. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Like you, mo- you've always liked action movies? Yeah. Action, adventure. I like disaster movies. Cool. I like, I think it's anything that will literally take me out of reality. <laughs> okay. No, and that's what you movies know, are. They're escape And, and romance yeah. is your reality. So therefore, it's right, like, this right, is my life. Right, right. My, every week I, I go to the country and meet a guy that yeah. sweeps me off my feet and I never want to go back to the big city. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. before we get too deep, Shannon, as our guest, we have some Ooh. questions for okay. you. I'm nervous. These are questions that we ask all the guests to come on here on Bacon Cell. We want you to answer them as quickly as possible. Uh, so even if you don't have a strong opinion, just throw an answer out and one of us is going to be happy and one of us is going to be slightly <laughs> perturbed, okay. but still forgive you. Okay. That's me. Are you ready, Shannon? I think so. All right. Let's begin then. Okay. 
Which is better, Karate Kid or Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid. Yes, it is. Uh, which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Star Wars Episode 2? Two? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> Perturbed. Do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? Uh, probably stars. Okay. So good so far. Shannon. Which is the more America movie, Rocky Four or Independence Day? Independence Day. What? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if she goes with your Christmas rules. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Halloween. There we go. Mm. All the way. We're doing yes. so good. Uh, <laughs> Buffy or X-Files? I haven't seen either one. Yeah, that's the I haven't seen I'm, either one. Um, <laughs> just go ahead and pick one. Um, pick maybe, the right one. Maybe X-Files? Yes, that's the right one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Lord of, the Rings, I don't know. Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Okay. I love them both, but Lord of the Rings has an edge. Yeah. Okay. Which it's, movie is more Christmassy? Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Die Hard. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Uh, people just don't know. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera or Les Miserables? Oh, Phantom. Mm-hmm. No, don't send me to Les Mis. Oh. Why not? Romance. I saw it in New York and fell asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. You like action movies. Sitting in, Broad- in Broadway. I was like, I'm on Broadway. I'm going to Les Mis. Oh my gosh. That was the longest <laughs> two or three hours of my life. Uh, Labyrinth or Never Ending Story? <laughs> Uh, probably never ending story. Okay. Okay. And how to lose a guy in 10 days or 10 things I hate about you. How to lose a guy. Yes. Mm. That's primarily a Joel win. I it think it really is. Welcome to the show. Mm, sorry. <laughs> but now that our guests uh, get a little feel for your personality as we do as well. Let's jump into things. Shall we? Our first category we're going through is best line or dialogue during an action scene. Joel, will you please get us started? So th- <clears throat> these are the one-liners that we know from like Schwarzenegger movies or Bond films, for Or example. dialogue. Yes, could because, be dialogue. Because mine that's what you chose. is dialogue. Okay. In fact, I will just read some dialogue to you right now. You're using Bonetti's defense against me, eh? I thought it fitting, considering the rocky terrain. Naturally, but you must expect me to attack with Capoferro. Naturally, but I find that Tybalt can- cancels out Capoferro. Don't you? Unless you're enemy to study the Agrippa. Which I have. Da-da-da. This is from Princess Bride. All right. The sword fight between the man in black and Inigo Montoya is one of those that, like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, this is unlike any action movie I've seen before. These guys aren't just grunting and fighting. They're having, like, a full-on conversation as they're fighting. And it's this wonderful dialogue between the two of them. Now, Princess Bride, if you don't know, a bedridden boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. And it's directed by Rob Reiner, who did Misery and A Few Good Men. <laughs> this is Final Tap. Crazy. Uh, starring uh, Carrie Ewells. I never say his last name right. <laughs> it's probably that. Uh, Robin Wright, Manny Patinkin. <laughs> I love this dialogue, even before I even knew what they were saying. And okay. it actually wasn't until I read the book that I realized they were talking about different fencing techniques. Mm. Like mm-hmm. they're having this whole conversation of, oh, you're using this defense? I'm trying this defense. Hey, I, I learned about that. And then, of course, you have the great line when he's like, I admit it, you are better than I am. Then why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed. And just that <laughs> little thing right there. I know Kent hates it because it's probably been quoted so many times to him. A few times. But this, they, they both learned, uh, uh, can, Carrie Ulis, Carrie Ulis, <laughs> and Manny Patinkin. <laughs> both, <laughs> they, like me. Both, <laughs> they both learned how to fence both left-handed and right-handed for wow. the film. And they did all the stunts except for like the somersaults themselves. And they were trained by the guys who did the Star Wars trilogy. And I just think it's a fantastic sword fight, even without the dialogue. And dialogue elevates it to the next level. Yeah. I could have picked the fight with Fezzik. Sure. uh, The giant or uh, the one with uh, uh, Vincini as well with the whole battle of wits. Mm -hmm. There's great dialogue throughout. But I think this this action scene is the action is better. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that because I was thinking just the one liners, which there are some great one liners things that we've talked about previously. Yeah. And in great action movies. uh, So the movie I went with, I I just want to paint the picture for you guys. 
our hero, his back is against the wall and he's pretty wounded, severely wounded. Is this Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> it is Winnie the Pooh in the, in the death match. Yep, yep. There's a sword fight happening in. Or one slash hits his shoulder. One hits his oh. uh, upper chest. Oh, are you kidding me? And then he whispers, ah. Hello, my when name is Nigamataya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And once he says it, all of a sudden, ding, ding. He gets his strength. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And every time he says it, he gets stronger and stronger. And he overpowers the six-fingered man. Yeah. And I love this scene. It's very short, but the music plays along with the sword slashes. Now, here's the thing. Sure. First of all, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I had a hard time picking which course, action scene from his breaks. There's so many good, good dialogue in there. But it's just funny to me that we were so concerned about matching on other things uh -huh. that we didn't... No, I, I have a, a major honorable mention, but for some reason, I'm like, I'm going to go outside the box. And of course, you did the same thing. Yeah, because we didn't, we didn't coordinate. We may match on some answers, but that just shows that's good dialogue. It really is. All right, Shannon, what do you have? Nice. Okay. So mine is from the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. I'm, so I'm listening. The <laughs> Zach's back in. So much fun. So this is the big car chase at the end. Mm -hmm. And the big wrecking ball comes and hits the cop car. And oh, yeah. Pushes him through the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a Timothy Oliphant line. And so the, so the, cop, <laughs> you know? the cop runs up and opens the door. And, and this is exactly what he says. He says, how are you doing? Are you all right? Are you okay? Just sit back. Are you all right? Are you sure? Because you just went through just a wall. Just went through a wall. <laughs> Wait, that's the best that's, that, that line sticks in my head all the time. It's so random and yeah. just so, you just went through a wall. Like, yeah. it's so funny to me. It just hits me funny every so time. So Timothy Oliphant is the one that says that? He's the one that says, you just went through a wall, or he's the one in the car? He's the he's the one who's talking he's to the okay. guy. Talk, okay. Yeah, at the one in the car is, I think, just a random extra driving okay. a cop car, okay. you know, yeah. that just got That's sent what, through well, but is, it's so funny to me. Sometimes action movies are able to do that where they hit you with that unexpected line where you're like, that's funny. Yeah. yeah just random. It, I don't know. Pointing that out is it's a good point, I think. You just went through a wall. Are you okay? Are, are you sure? Because you just went through a wall. <laughs> so funny to me. I love it. Zach, what do you have? I'll just say my line. What about the RUSs? Rodents of oh, size? Oh, oh I don't think they exist. <laughs> you guys all. We set this up as a cheesy one-liner thing. I thought I was going different with dialogue. Literally, we did not do, do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? I don't know. I didn't even know what that is. No, whoa, yippee-ki-yay? Die hard? Yeah, wow. that's a good one. That's, that's not that's the line that people say. They say yippee-ki-yay. They just say yippee-ki-yay. That's all it says on the TV. Mother edit. family? <laughs> Actually, truthfully, my answer is I am not left-handed. Like uh, that's that's the best one. Yeah, but I had to throw in another because there's, there's <laughs> wow. so many good ones. But I absolutely we, love it too. How like Wesley does it too, where he's like, "Something I have to tell you." What? I'm not left. I'm not either. Not offended either. Such a great line. We are dorks. Yes, um, we are Utah Janet, dorks. You're cool. <laughs> but specifically, um, not only do I love that line, but I love that fight. Yeah, this is actually yes. was in contention for my absolute favorite fight, and I just had to put this here because I love that moment so much. Yeah. But that is what I love about this fight: the the battle of wits, the interplay. That should not take away from the brilliance that is this actual fight. Mm -hmm. These actors just put it all out there. They do this work. They, what's what's we Wesley's we, name? What's we, the we, actor's we, name? The man uh, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and Mandy Patinkin. Um, 
that's and, it. And uh, you know this 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 fight being choreographed by uh, Peter Diamond and Bob Anderson. Bob Anderson specifically is just like the best. But you know you mentioned Joel, like they did Star Wars as well, mm-hmm. which will come up again. But they really just sell this fight. It is one of the most engaging fights, mm-hmm. not only because of which clarifies Zach picked Princess Bride. If you haven't picked up on Bride. that yet, yeah. <laughs> because uh, you know of the combination of wow, this is really cool to look at, but then this is fun. Yeah. These yeah. actors are having fun right. with it. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't say enough wonderful things about this specific sword fight. However, I did mention the RUS's part, which to me is just hilarious. Yeah. I love Wesley going through the, through the, uh, the, um, what is it called? This, uh, Swamps oh, of Sadness. Swamps of, I don't yes. know. Yeah. No. no, is it? Swamp? Well, no, no, it's, no, it's, it's never ending story. But fire swamp. Fire swamp. Fire, fire swamp. When he's like, uh, you know, I'm not saying I like to build a summer home here, but the, the trees, trees are actually, actually quite lovely. lovely. I love this. There's movie. a lot of good ones. Love, I love the, the lines, lines in this, this is, movie. This is why yeah. I love having a guest on the show, because it just shows we have some similar tastes. <laughs> you guys are all so in sync, and I'm Three over here. Princess Bride. You're the coolest. Six seconds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I should have. Oh, man. I, I thought I was being different. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Our next category is the best one-on-one action scene. And there are lots. is so tough. So many you could and go with. So hold on. Oh, let me get my hipster glasses real oh, quick. Oh, boy. Here we go. Because the best one-on-one action scene, hands down, is from a movie called The Raid 2. I knew you'd pick The Raid at some point. Okay, I'm, then I'm I, picking it early. And I'm happy you did. He's okay. watching anime. He's watching The Raid. This yeah. is the Raid is so game. good. The Raid, season one. The Raid and The Raid 2 are so good. So The Raid 2 is from 2014. And Joel, for you, the synopsis is, only a short time after the first raid, that's the first movie, Rama, that's the character's name, goes undercover with the thugs of Jakarta and plans to bring down the syndicate and uncover the corruption within his police force. Why are you telling me this? I know what the raid is. You've seen the raid too? I no, I haven't seen it. I know the raid. Yeah, you know the raid. But you, talk to the listener, you not to need me. To see I just Don't know you, you condescend to me. Shannon, he loves synopses. Okay. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. This main character has been through a nightmare. If you've seen the first movie, it's nonstop action. The second one quadruples it. And it's insane. It's almost like a superhero movie, but it's just martial arts. And the martial arts used, it's the Indonesian fighting style. By the way, this is a Thai movie, Indonesian fighting style of Penkat Salat. And so basically, Rama, the main character, comes into a kitchen. He's already infiltrated the building. And then he meets a guy that's a little bit older than him. And he just smiles at him, this older guy. And he knows he has the upper hand. And they just kind of square up. And it's this really slow-moving start. And then they just start trading blows. And the older guy is smiling the entire time. And it becomes one of the most violent and brilliantly executed choreography. It's about seven minutes long. And it is masterful. It is nonstop goodness. If you haven't seen The Raid 2, go see it. Should I see The Raid 1 before I see Raid 2? Yes, you should. (laughs) Okay. I mean, story-wise, it's fighting, but you should still see it. Okay. All right, Shannon? All right. Okay, so my one-on-one favorite is from The Matrix. So it's at the very end of The Matrix when they're down in the subway. Oh, yeah. Right at that moment when... Neo realizes that he's the one and he you see him stand up and he just gets that look on his face and he turns to Mr. Smith. Is that his name? Yep. Yes. And he, you know, he's Agent like, Smith. Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just start going at it. And it's just like, that's the first time you see like the true. It's so cool. Cause it's like, a, it's like a Western action, you know? shootout when yes. they see each other. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's, so it's if you don't know the matrix, you should really watch it. It's just it, it, basically you're, we're all in a computer simulation and we're, we're batteries running this this computer. And then he realizes that he can overcome the simulation and manipulate it how he wants. And that is a very cool moment. Right. I thought that when you said the best one-on-one, you were going to mention the training sequence. Because that's another amazing fight. That one's oh, cool, yeah. too. But when actually, he starts realizing his potential. My other one 
my honorable mention was actually Neo and Mr. or Agent Smith as well, but it's 500,000 Agent Smiths. That's when, oh, he, yeah. when they keep yeah, Milton playing. So, that's kind of still one-on-one, so on one, 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 5,000, but it's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. But that's, you know. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I, yeah Ken, right Ken and I did mention to each other the, the, the little uh, before we recorded that I was like, I try not to pick the Matrix. For I don't want the Matrix for every single one of the categories. <laughs> really know, right? So you're dead on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, the Matrix was a revolutionary movie in the world of action. I picked another revolutionary movie in the world of action: 2000's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. A young Chinese warrior mm. steals a sword from the famed swordsman and then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. The fight I am talking about specifically, though, is the sword fight mm-hmm. where you've got what's her face who has the sword Carrie Carrie <laughs> no yeah you've got the show yo yeah no, no well you've got the other one the younger gal oh the one she's from rush got, hour too yes yeah, she's got the 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 like the 400 year old sword what is and then Michelle yo has an entire wall of every possible weapon and she uses all of them and Zhang yeah. Zi. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the, I'm, I wasn't even going to try. Yep. Um, <laughs> but she, Michelle Yeoh is using all of these weapons, right? It starts, you know, we're using uh, everything from, uh, you know, swords to spears to hooks to all of these various things. And this ancient sword is just hacking through all of them. But there's so many creative shots. So much, and, and this one, this, this fight is a little lower on the, like the wire work that is seen. Which elsewhere. is good. It is. I mean, the, the, the scene in the trees. That's a lot of fun. Uh, that could have come up in a, in a later category for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but I, but I, again, I wanted to put this movie here. There is specifically a shot from like overhead. You're looking down and you can just see that. Yes. Crouching Tiger and Dragon has all of these fantastical things that a person couldn't really do. Yeah. However, when you see that overhead shot of, I mean, obviously it's stunt people, right? They're literally doing the choreography, right? They're working with these weapons. They are having all these close calls with, you know, the spears and whatnot. And it's, it is just fascinating to see the different styles at work. And I think this movie is so cool, but this fight scene is one of the best. You're right. It's very entertaining. Joel, uh, what defines a one-on-one fight? One-on-one. Meaning one person. One person fighting one person. One person, regardless of their surroundings, right? Yeah, sure. So I'm definitely going to go with my choice then. Parkour! What? I'm doing the opening scene from Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Oh. I was like, The Office? <laughs> Parkour. Wow. Uh, no, they're at the beginning. Hey, Joel, I don't have a single James Bond movie on this list, so what? thank you. What? <laughs> I, I actually was worried you were going to pick. one-liner. No. Oh, wow. man, there's so many good Shocking. Positively shocking. I could have thought, made it all. You yeah. might, I thought you might have picked the train battle in uh, From Russia with Love, because yep. that is an amazing fight scene, but I think there may be two guys involved. That, that was on here. Or, we'll talk about it if we do a sequel to this show. <laughs> uh, but Casino Royale, it, it's, it's the James Bond reboot with Daniel, Daniel Craig, and at the very beginning, you get a feel of what kind of James Bond he is, what kind mm-hmm. of spy he is, because he, there's this guy he's chasing after, and they continuously grab each other, fight for a bit, and then run away from each other. And the guy, uh, the character, the villain is Malaka. He is like really good at parkour. Like he'll run up a building with his with just his hands and feet, or he'll jump through this little tiny opening. But then James Bond will just boom right through the drywall and fight and get after him. And so he, James Bond is not as polished as Malaka. But it is so fun to see them just kind of continually chase each other. And that's the thing is there's maybe not as much fighting one-on-one mm-hmm. as there's chasing one-on-one. But then they get to the scene on the crane. They're really high up in the air. And they're battling back and forth. And the whole time my palms are sweating because I'm like, they're going to fall off this crane. Yeah. And then they have to jump from one to the other. Mom's and, and it's so <laughs> And it's so terrifying to me, that part. But one of my favorite moments, I just want to really skip it. Because like, this is a fun fight anyway. But there's the part when uh, Malaka's gun runs out of ammo. He throws it at James Bond. James Bond catches it, 
throws it back at Malacca and hits Malacca in the face. Yeah. And I just crack up every time. But this took several weeks to film. It is an excellent opening to, I think, any action movie. Like, it's an action sequence that must be seen because it's so much fun. And it ends in a gunfight with a lot of other people, but the, the one-on-one is wanted to focus it's on so here. fun. So, there you go. Casino Royale. Dun-na, dun-na, dun-na. I, didn't, I didn't want to talk about honorable mentions, but the train fight from Russia with Love is an honorable Save mention. It. Save it. So yeah. Good. We may Save do a it. sequel. We can't do honorable mm, mentions. Well, so good. Shannon, you're I welcome to. Did. You're Sorry. a guest. You can, no, you perfectly can. You're our guest. You're welcome to do so. Next, we have best large scale battle scene. Large scale meaning like this is the opposite of one on one. Yeah. This is the everyone fighting everyone. It's a lot situation. of people, Hermes. war, yeah. armies. What is it good for? All sorts of choices. Shannon, what do you got? Okay, so my very favorite is from the Lord of the Rings, okay. Two Towers, so oh, it's yep. the Battle of what? Helm's We've never D. talked about this before. What? So Helm's the D. entire thing, like starting from the total despair when mm-hmm. they're sitting there and they're like, oh no, there's no way we're going to win. And King Theoden whining again because he that's all he does is he whines. He eats tomatoes. <laughs> No, that's the wrong no, one. No, 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 not Theoden. Theoden. That's the Theoden. steward of Gondor. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. That was yeah, a faux no, pas. No, we no, like no. penalty box for Joel. <laughs> right? I, yeah. No, no. I was in a different world. <laughs> no, he's he does all of his little you know woe is me monologues like yeah. all the time. So he's doing that, and then the elves show up. So mm-hmm. from the minute the elves walk up and they're like snapping, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so welcome. From then on, the whole the drama, the comedy, mm-hmm. the like from um, was it when Legolas and Gimli are standing there and Gimli's jumping up and down and oh, Legolas yeah. is like, do you want me to describe it to you or would you like me to get you a box? Like just yeah. funny little It's, it's crazy because there, there's, there's hope, despair and humor yeah. all in this, well, 40 minute scene. Yeah, yeah. And a chariots with fire scene. That's true. With the with the orc with running the orc with the yeah. torch. <laughs> yeah. Every time that happens, I just want to go. Dun, 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 <laughs> right. Um, what's crazy is seventy five percent of that was shot at night, which most movies they shoot during the day uh-huh. and then they just make it dark. And the rain was real, or they just did fake rain and poured water on everyone. That's like, impressive. It's just like it was bad conditions, and it took like four months to film. It was. Did nuts. it really? Yeah. Wow. Ken, why, why do you know so much about this? I'm not choosing it now on purpose. But that was <laughs> it was my choice. That but was yeah, your I, no, not gonna do it. No, it's, it's a wonderful it? choice. I didn't pick it. You didn't pick it. I didn't pick it because I knew Cat was going I to. I did, but I have a backup. I knew I knew it would be picked. Yeah. For the record, that's the right choice. It is the right choice. <laughs> I think we all would have picked that. We, we all we, we all know. We would have pulled a Princess Bride if we wouldn't have to like <laughs> anticipate other okay, choices. Okay. So Zach, what do you have? Let it be known that we did pick that one. However, I am going to move to a movie that I thought would be terrible, and I ended up loving largely because of this scene. It came out in 2006. It is 300 King oh. Leonidas of Sparta Zach, and the Forest of 300 Men. Ken's alternate? Right, that's my alternate. <laughs> oh, no. Directed by Zack Snyder. Okay. We dine in the shade. Yes. So good. Dining in the shade. So stylish. Uh, the hot gates battle, right? The big, like the first really big fight that we see. Yeah. I remember I saw a trailer for 300 and I specifically said aloud in the theater, that movie's going to be terrible. And this is the scene that absolutely won me over. Mm-hmm. There's so many, uh, just the sheer, I don't know, manliness of all of the airbrushed yep. abs. Yep. The, I thought the fight choreography was fantastic. Yep. The, the large, again, the large scale battle. But then there's that shot. You know the shot. It's the side, side profile yep. tracking shot where the camera 
punches in, then it's slow-mo, and then it pulls back out, and it's kind of fast, and it punches back in. We call that it is Snydering. Love Snydering. Zack Snyder, and I don't even understand. He is unmatched in his ability to do action slow motion. Agreed. I don't understand yeah. how it's so good, but it's it really kind of started here for me uh, in seeing this. This whole movie has a lot of great action, but the initial, the Hot Gates battle scene, I just was taken by it. I mean, I was like 17 when I saw it. Oh, perfect time to so see I, it. I was, I was all about it. Yeah. It was yeah. so cool. It, uh, it is it. one of those action scenes that sticks with you. I almost picked that. So, Joel, what do you have? It's not those two. Well, I mean, yours was uh, large being on, you know, the ground with the <laughs> oh, army. So we disclaimers oh, oh, to yeah. your there's, there's Yours was large, also another army on the ground. But what if you have an army on the ground, an army in a ship, and an army in space? Oh, that's right. I'm talking the about Return of the Jedi, the Battle of Endor, because this is like there's a battle, a large scale battle taking place in three different places. Now, granted, the large scale battle in the Death Star is a little bit more emotional, large scale emotions. But you have Endor where you have uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia like and the Ewoks all fighting the stormtroopers. And that's one of those battles that looks like it's not going to go well because they're seriously outgunned and out armored. And then you get the space battle where they're going in. They're supposed to blow up the Death Star. They're trying to get the shields down first. Yeah. And then they find out that the Death Star is quite operational. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fully armed battle station. And then they are, it's a trap, you know, and they start yeah. getting all blown up. And it is one of those, it's the last 40 minutes of the film. And it is riveting the entire time. It because really is. You, as they cut from, oh, here's the battle here. Oh, mm-hmm. Ewoks are dying. This is sad. Right. Uh, oh, here's the battle up in space. They are so out, outmatched. The Death Star is going to tear them apart. And then you get inside the Death Star. You get Luke fighting his father. Oh, so good. Epic music playing. The mental battle going on. It is so, so good. Yeah, and so right. when I went large scale, I, I, I actually did pick Helm's Deep initially. And yeah. I was like, everyone's going to pick that. <laughs> so I went bigger. Even larger scale, because I went in space, Kent. Space. Space. (laughs) Space. All right. Final frontier. Then I'm going to go with like another alternate, I guess, just because I feel like I need to be different, but I'll be quick. It's from Gladiator. It's the opening battle scene. And this is when the Roman army takes on the Germanic barbarians in the Battle of Vindabona. And basically this one you have. uh, Battle of Vindabona? Wasn't he like a television producer for America's (laughs) Funniest Home Videos? (laughs) Actually, yes. But Maximus Decimus Meridius grabs some dirt at the beginning of it mixes it in his fingers, and then the battle starts. And the music is booming at this part. And the way they, they basically take the, the, the battle choreography that Braveheart kind of gave us and make it a little bit cooler and a little more stylized. And it's only, what, a 10-minute battle, but it is so cool looking. It really introduced that movie in a big way. So because you guys chose my other ones, Gladiator. I thought for sure someone's going to pick Braveheart. Nobody picks Saving Private Ryan. Normandy. We can't do honorable mentions. Just just saying, we messed up. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) Now we have our favorite animated action scene. Zach, you're starting us off. All right. I am going to start with a movie that I don't like that much, but I like this scene a lot. And this is Incredibles 2. Oh, oh, hey, oh. hey, hey, don't you give me that. Okay. Uh, uh, the Incredible pick Family. One? The Incredible Family takes on a new mission, which involves a change in family roles. D- Bob has to do math. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Incredibles do. Bob has to it do math. Um, M- math? He has to do math. He's do math. New oh, math. Math. Not new math. Not even once. No, math. Okay. Not the blue stuff from mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. No. Uh, I'd watch that movie. Specifically, though, I am going to... Uh, I'm calling out the Elastigirl train rescue scene. Okay. I am a huge Elastigirl stan. Okay. Well, like... Thank you, Internet and Tumblr. Uh, well before any of that. <laughs> but 
Give me thick thighs and pretty eyes. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You killed Joel. Wow. Uh, Phrases I never thought would be said on Bacon Cell. Yeah, for sure. No, but this scene is so great because it does get to feature. Now, I think the uh, Incredibles movie is uh, the first movie is so great when they all get to work together. Yeah. But come on. Like. The 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 scene of Elastigirl on the with the motorcycle that breaks in half saving the train is just so cool. It's a fun it's scene. Well, yeah, it's a fun it's scene. Well, uh, you know, set up. I guess well directed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's beautifully animated. Yeah, that is one thing that I unfortunately feel about the Incredibles. Like that movie is in desperate need of a remaster. As cool as it is, it's starting to look old. Sure. And this yeah. movie, obviously, because it came out in 2018, like it looks fantastic. It's a very cool scene and just showcasing Elastigirl's powers because the Incredibles movie have done fantastic four better than fantastic four ever has that's true right uh, what's what's his name reed richards what's yeah. his name? mr Ian? fantastic wow he's he's like never good in any movies and this is like a fully realized version michael of chicklets would like a word he, oh michael chicklets it's actually michael <laughs> isn't it rooster from top gun i don't know anyway uh elastigirl is the best there we go yeah, Joel? Oh, man, Zach, I was actually I was hesitant to pick Incredibles because it was the scene the the jungle scene was the one I was thinking of when they're yes. all when, when uh, Dash runs across the water and everything. Yeah. I love that whole thing. I was just fighting the Omnidroid at the end. It's great. Yeah, but I went a little more goofy on this one because okay. I, went, I went to kind of like when I said when I saw a favorite animated action scene, I went to my childhood. And I went, what was the action scene I loved as a kid that was an animated movie? And I have three words to say to you. Kill the beast. Oh, okay. because in Beauty and the Beast. When the villagers are in Gaston's rousing them up and doing kill the beast and they bang through the castle door and it's all quiet and they walk through and they're like, there's silence, emptiness, nothing in here. And all of a sudden Lumiere yells, now, and the furniture just starts attacking. Hilarious. There's a guy that gets his teeth knocked out by two dressers, a, a, a chest eats a guy and then licks his lips and burps. Yeah, beer steins throwing tomatoes. Mrs. Potts is pouring boiling hot tea on the invaders and then laughing about it with her kids. <laughs> and then the wardrobe jumps on top of someone and crushes them, pulls another guy in, dresses him up as a woman. They scream and run off. And then uh, Cogsworth slides down the stairs with a uh, pistol and scissors and stabs uh, LeFou in the, in the rear. And then uh, he also ends up, uh, Lumiere ends up doing a flamethrower and saving the feather duster. It's just one of those scenes that I just get a kick out of yeah, every time great. I see it. And so I wanted to pick that one as kind of a childhood favorite of 1991's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I love that scene. Yeah, I didn't think about Incredibles until he started yeah. talking about it. I'm like, oh man, the jungle scene. Love it. So my favorite animated action scene is from The Adventures of Tintin from 2011. You ah, love this movie. I love this movie. Yeah, it's actually animated. I mean, Do you I, not think it's animated? I think Black Panther could count as animated. Yeah, it really wow. could. But that's not a very good scene. So this one is the gotcha scene. This is about a three-minute chase, and it is just incredible to watch. So basically, in this scene, the, the good guys and the bad guys are chasing each other down this seaside port. And they're trying to get a scroll. And there's this falcon that has the scroll. A scroll? Yeah. It's like a shape-shifting from Marvel? Uh, a scroll. <laughs> You'll oh. Well, like a rolly thing. <laughs> like a rolly thing. Rolly and paper. so this scroll leads to a treasure. So both sides want it. And basically, it is just mayhem. You have Tintin and Captain Haddock. And they're going down in this uh, motorbike. And all of a sudden, this tank goes through. This is like an animated version, a more um, bombastic version of Indiana Jones, is what it feels like. Is a, a tank starts chasing him down the street. The motorbike splits apart. And basically, he just careens down this flooded city in this broken motorbike, hanging off clotheslines. And the dog is getting the scroll at some point. And it is just so amazing to watch. But by the way, if you pull up any of these on YouTube, if you don't want to watch the full movies, 
all of these things yeah. are on YouTube. Yeah. Every one of these is like, just watch them out of context. It's fine. And it's just you'll fine. En- you'll enjoy it. This one is, is crazy, though, because I think this movie has still aged very well. It's a different kind I of animation another style. Chance. I recall a red boxing this and falling asleep to it. To so the I, Adventures of Tintin? I should give it another chance. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. prefer Rin Tintin. I went to the Tintin store in uh, Copenhagen, actually. It was really... I'm, oh, I'm so happy. I, I actually loved it. But no, this scene is incredible to watch. And it really is like Indiana Jones action done better. Wow. All right. Shannon? Okay. So I had one and then... I had an epiphany last night and wow. I changed it. Okay. But I don't know if my hmm. change, I, I think it counts now because what you said about Black Panther. So I'm thinking of <laughs> Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that oh, yeah. Totally counts. is like For sure. all that ain't live action. animated, right? So like in the first movie, the final scene where it's the big battle, where the big yeah. flying, you know, everything's flying and there's... Oh, the blue people. I thought yeah, you were talking the about blue, the last no, airbender. No, no, the blue people. <laughs> Like what is it called? Pandora. It's yeah. called Pandora. And Avatar. Unobtainium. Oh, it's, yeah. called, it's called Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So the big battle scene mm-hmm. at the end is like my favorite. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. And every everything is animated. Gorgeously animated. Couple of humans in there, but for sure. the most holds part, up, holds up well. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Yeah. So that's that's kind oh. of my favorite animated. Can you, can you explain it a little bit to the to the listener? If they the haven't scene? seen the the highest grossing movie of all time. The highest grossing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So. On Pandora, the planet of Pandora, they um, the humans have landed trying to mine this unobtainium. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Underneath their all of their trees that are their trees of life. And so the locals are fighting back. And the locals are these gigantic blue people. They're like, what, 12 feet tall or mm-hmm. something? The Navi. The Navi, yep. Instead of horses, they ride these flying bird dragon looking things. Don't ask how. It's, Yeah. They, they connect their tails. They, connect, they kiss them. Tails they to braids. Connect, yep. They connect and then they have this symbiotic connection or whatever. So what they, they can tell them where to go and just by thinking it. But there's also big, huge animals on the ground yeah. that look like rhino-y yeah. things. That I don't even, I can't remember what they're called. And there's big saber-toothed tiger looking things. It's and, cool because the, the, the money is on the screen, right? You have yeah. mechs versus Navi on these beasts. And it's just so cool to watch. Yeah. And the you tail can, beasts. Yeah, the, yeah. the tail beasts. The, t- the, the flying army of tail beasts. Right. <laughs> Anyways, and even the humans, the even the humans are in animated machines. Yeah. Like uh, everything, almost everything is animated. Yeah. But it's computer animated. Approved. It's not. Yeah, it's approved. Know. Absolutely okay. allowed. What did okay. you have before your epiphany? Um, I was thinking the Lion King. That's great. The ending, the, the battle for Pride the Rock. Punches slow, to the face. The <laughs> slow-mo lion punches. Whenever oh. my cats argue with each other and they fight, I think, Scar! Brother, <laughs> like from, 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 from earlier on in the movie, right? But then I also like think about the slow mo thing. I do <laughs> wonder why the slow mo in Lion King, why it like they could have done straight up slow mo, they do kind of choppy slow mo. Mm-hmm. It was a style of the time, yeah. But I just every time I see that, I'm like, mm. it's not great, okay. But that's a cool scene. Next is best disaster movie scene. This category is a disaster. Yeah, we did have a whole episode about disaster movies a while back. I think we may need to revisit that at some point because there's so many other disaster movies out there. Yeah. Uh, but for my disaster movie, let me set the scene because I, I like how Ken did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're standing on top of the first interstate bank world center in L.A. Mm-hmm. When a giant alien ship is, is right above us. Of course. And as we're staring up at it and this beautiful blue light is bathing us, we're like, oh, it's beautiful. Are we holding up signs? Yeah. Welcome, aliens. Hey. And then all of a sudden, the bottom of the ship opens up. A laser beam comes down and you blow up the first interstate bank world center in L.A., the Empire State Building in New York, the White House in D.C., and all the surrounding cities. I'm talking about Independence Day. 
most America movie. Mm, second best. Shannon. <laughs> this movie <laughs> came sorry. out in 1996. And I have to say, even 1996 wise graphics still holds up. Yeah, it's good. You watch this and it's because they're using a lot of miniatures, uh, miniatures and, and, mm-hmm. and models and real fire. Like they did the thing where they had the city models on like on vertically. So then they blew up the fire on the bottom and it travels up through it. And that created that wall oh, of fire that's effect. Cool. But when they, they, they made twice as many miniatures for the production that had ever been built for any film before. Cool. Uh, for this movie, for buildings and city streets and aircraft and landmarks and monuments. And like the ships themselves were like 30 feet uh, in diameter. When they did this, I remember watching this. And this is one of those kind of, they, they learned there's a countdown coming. And so it's like, what's going to happen when the countdown gets to zero? And I remember being in the theaters and being like, what's going to happen? And I obviously knew something bad was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I did not expect complete and utter and instant world destruction. Right. Where like people are fleeing, cars are getting flipped end over end. You see from where the, it hits like this big, huge fireball just going out and destroying like miles and miles around it. It is horrifying to watch. And I feel like it's one of those that still to this day just gives me that feeling of like, holy cow. Unless you're a dog, do? you can get away. Yes, it's fine. Uh, unless you're a dog and and don't and understand how fire works, which is sure. it, it doesn't go in open doors and tunnels. <laughs> That's how fire works. Yeah, but Roland Emmerich, I think, directed this one f- wonderfully, and it is it is a horrible. Obviously, it's not a natural disaster, but it's one of those disasters that you think that would be yeah. absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. So Independence Day was my choice. So I'm going to go a little That's bit cool. more personal. Let me paint the scene. Uh, you <laughs> you and your family are at a nice resort. Oh no! You're just enjoying the day, and you're uh, just hanging out in the pool, watching the kids. They're oh. having a little bit of fu- fun. Are you in each Indonesia? Other. We oh, are. No. And uh, all of a sudden, everything goes quiet. The birds start going. All the birds start going one way. Then you look in, into the distance and you can't see the ocean, but you just see trees dropping. Then the wave comes. And this is from The Impossible, which was released in 2012. And it's the story of a tourist family in Thailand. Thailand. Caught, caught in the destruction and chaotic aftermath of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. Shout out to Tom Holland when he still had his mole on his chin. Yeah, truly. <laughs> this movie. There's no spider powers in this one. None. I almost went with a bigger tsunami. I think there is no better uh, act of destruction in movies that isn't a little too much, a little overwhelming. But I think a tsunami creates cool-looking destruction. But in this movie, it's absolutely heartbreaking and quite literally backbreaking. Because then you feel what it's like to be Naomi Watts' character in the water as you're just getting pelted and sliced and cut up. And your son is 10 feet away and you can't grab onto him. It is harrowing. And you you feel what it's like and you, you hear what it's like under the water. And I feel like because this feels so real, even though it's a smaller disaster than any other disaster movie, it is the best one. That was my initial pick, by the way. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I, I did, but it, it broke my... I didn't want to watch the scene again. I know. <laughs> so I watched I moved it. To something I, like, else. I don't like this. Because <laughs> it's It's a tearjerker. It, it is... Oh, when when the van goes by and you hear mm. the baby crying and oh, then the wave comes the other stop, way. Stop, 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 stop. Uh, uh. All right, Shannon, what do you got? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you love disaster movies, right? I love disaster Have movies. Have you seen The Impossible? But that one I did not watch because of you, oh. the... Because I don't, I hate to cry. I oh, hate to no, be you sad. Should. There will be happy tears so, as well. Yes. I promise you. Yes. Because that's, I think maybe that's one of the reasons I don't like love stories. Because I hate to cry. Yeah. yeah. You, you may cry, but there, like, there is hope in it. There, there is. is hope in this movie. I recommend okay, it. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Because I know you like to watch footage of tsunamis, like real footage. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not a real human interest story in there, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Okay, so my... Movie is a little movie called The Day After Tomorrow. A little uh, movie. Also, what's a little, little about movie. this movie? Also directed by Roland Emmerich. Is it okay? It's like one of the bigger movies. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
So the fa- my favorite scene is when the kids are traipsing through New York. They don't know what's coming yet. Mm-hmm. Just paint the okay, scene so, for people what the movie's so about. So there's, a, what's he called? The climate paleontologist. No, climatologist. Yeah, it is a made-up Anyways, term, but he's yes. He's a whatever. He studies the climate. Yeah. And he sees um, that there's this big global climate change happening and he sees there's a big storm coming and his son is in high school at the time and he's on a field trip to New York and he I believe he's in Washington or something he's across the country Mm -hmm. somewhere I don't know where he started at but anyway so he has to get to his son to rescue him because all communication has gone down because all these storms have been hitting so he the whole movie premise is him traipsing across country to get Mm -hmm. to his son but in the meantime his son and all of his high school friends are trapped in new york and they are some i can't even remember they're all being herded into i think it's the new york museum or no it's a library new york new york city library and so they're all on their way into the library when all of a sudden they see behind them this ginormous tsunami like taller than the skyscrapers coming at them and just the race to get into the building with everyone trampling over each other and and, you know, you have to go back to the car to get somebody's purse. And so the girl, his friend gets cut. And so he has to go and grab her and rescue her and getting into the building. He just in the nick of the time for the, the wave to hit. And they have to get up to the second floor because yep. it's a gigantic tsunami. And so the water's flying in through the windows and just the drama and the it's just so intense. And they're still running even in the buildings. They're running away. It's pretty intense, but that's a really cool scene. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Day really after tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, it's a good movie. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. <laughs> and Brandy Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yep, there we go. There we <laughs> go. I'm like, that didn't sound right. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> it was Dennis Quaid in Indonesia, okay? <laughs> Zach, what do you have? <laughs> All he, right. He was, the king th- he was the king of Gondor. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I chose... For my disaster movie, the greatest Dodge Ram commercial in the history of film. <gasps> yes. This is 1996 Twister. Uh, oh, I almost picked that. Bill I and Joe Harding, that. advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of an extremely violent tornadoes. This is a, a pretty fun disaster flick, yeah. mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I might say so. a lot so. of seriousness here. Yep. And the scene I'm picking in particular is the one that is just a, an inherent quote in my life, which is, I gotta go, Julia, we got cows. <laughs> cows! Because <laughs> they're flying around. Yep. Cows, Joe, cows! Cow. Another cow. Joking. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. <laughs> I think I saw a Halloween costume once where someone just took like cotton and wrapped it around themselves and then they stuck cows around it. Yeah. Oh, and that's awesome. Twist. Which apparently, the story goes, that was just kind of a throwaway line yeah like that was just they were really? shooting it and it just kind of you know was was a throwaway deal that while they were you know kind of goofing a little bit huh. and uh industrial light and magic was like well i guess we're gonna put a cow in this scene oh. <laughs> they had, to, had to figure that out it became one of you know the iconic moments but this is uh like i said it's a disaster flick but it's it is uh fun in a way mm-hmm. but it, you know i like the, the the scientific element uh you know this actually um has carrie elbows in it as well it does yeah um as a rival storm chaser but uh, you know again a very very fun movie this philip seymour hoffman as well yeah, yeah he's like a, a standout in like a goofy whatever role this before he went serious yeah food food like uh, he, dante's he, peak is a little sad right now fun. pierce brosnan zach pierce Bro- what pierce brosnan Wait, I, can't, I don't know who that is, is that? oh remington steel got it yeah, no, nope, no James Hunter. What list. is happening? <laughs> yeah, but my favorite a disaster movie scene is I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Uh, pff, 
nobody mentioned the sinking of the Titanic. That's fine. All right. I thought about it. It was on my list. <laughs> we can't have honorable mentions. Now let's do our favorite car chase. There's one choice. Actually, there's like 900 There's choices. one choice for you. There's I one know, choice. I knew you'd pick this one. Okay, Zach, what year did my movie come out? Recently. 2019. 2019? I don't know. No, I think it was like 2005, wasn't it? What? Which, what, 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 what are you guys talking about? My chase is from 2003. Yes. The Matrix the Reloaded. Matrix. That's the one. Mm-hmm. You, you like over, over bloated scenes with bad CGI? What? Over uh, Zach. brilliant stunt work from Ed, Edgar Wright. Oh, listen, I guess I feel bad I didn't do an Edgar Wright choice. Yeah, that's fine. But no, no. it's okay. We, we, I didn't do James Bond. You're good. Okay, good. <laughs> so the We're Matrix Reloaded Chase, this is 15 minutes of nonstop action. And what's cool about it, it's not just a car chase, right? There is action within the car. There is action on this freeway that they built for the movie. I think the cars are just, G- it's like a GMC commercial, yeah. I believe. Yeah. But still, and there, yeah, there's some Cadillacs. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> Thank you, architect. Yes. This chase turns into a bullet bike chase at some point when Trinity gets onto the Bugatti as she has the Keymaker there. Did as we well. mention this is the Matrix Reloaded? Matrix Reloaded, yeah. yes. Listen, the movie is, is spotty, but at the same time, like this is this one is the reason of the to watch best, the movie. Yeah, this is one of the best scenes in the entire trilogy that doesn't exist because there's just one movie. I think there's one movie and then they just <laughs> shot a car chase. Yeah. Which is, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I love this thing. And then there's also like Morpheus having the battle on top of the semi. Yeah. And what's cool about this is you have the twins that are, per- that are pursuing the gang, but then there's also the agents that can no, turn wait, into anyone. Hold on. You got to yes. clarify the twins because I'm picturing the girls from The Shining. Uh, it's uh, nope. Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> yes. Uh, double no, these trouble. Are like, these are like guys wearing white suits with, with they're dreadlocks. And they're, they're like the ghost twins is what like they albino. are. They're like albino. Yeah. yeah. And they can like they can phase in and out can, of yeah they can phase cars and they don't care about the agents they're viruses and so they are chasing Morpheus Trinity and the Keymaker Neo's not really in this scene no and then you have the agents that they can just become anyone and they cause so much destruction here and it's so fun to watch and there's the scene at the very end but when Neo comes swooping in yes. to save the day at the very very end and Link from within the matrix goes yes yeah and i screamed I, I said the same thing <laughs> just watching it on youtube that was the part of the movie that gave me hope yeah and then you know the architect so yeah i know i hear you yeah so anyways i love it nice that is a good scene good choice shannon what do you have okay so my favorite car scene um or car chase is from night and day with Tom oh, Cruise oh, and yeah. Wow. yeah, and Cameron Good Diaz. Good reference. So yeah, so when Cameron Diaz gets in the car with the the bad agents, yeah. and she thinks she's with good guys. And he is following behind. <laughs> so fun. With them in the on the motorcycle. Yep. And so she has no idea what's going on. And this whole time he's shooting at them, killing them all. And she's in there in the back seat, has to reach forward and drive the car. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling up. June, open the door. You know, he's, he's talking so, so nice yeah. to her. And so and oh, that's a nice dress. You know, as he's flying over the car and he's landing <laughs> on the hood. He's like, June, please unlock the door. And she's like, what is going on? And there's bullets flying everywhere. And the whole time he has. His charisma is just freaking hilarious. Yeah. And she's freaked out, but this, they go all over the streets and, and oh my gosh, it's just such a action, action car chase that it's so funny. Yeah. It's, a it's good fun one. to watch and funny. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's a good one. Wow. Good pick. Thanks. I've thought about the movie in a while. Maybe time for a rewatch. Yeah. It's a good one. I liked it better the second time when I watched it. Really? Okay. Yeah, the first time I was like, ah. Uh. 
And the second I'm like, yeah, because totally really? you didn't know what it was supposed to be. Yeah, right? it was a little over place. Yeah. But then I once I knew what it was and watched it again, I'm like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, okay. That's a good show. Zach, what about you? Oh, you How can't do, you do this to How me. How do you pick Zach? No, you, Joel, you go. No, no, Zach, you oh, have to pick favorite I, card chase. I can't. Because he doesn't want to steal yours. I can't. He's not going to pick. He's not going to. I'm not going to pick his. I mean, I could literally pick the entire movie of Fury Road. Right. Well, I'm absolutely sure could have. I could. I could. I already mentioned. No, honorable I'm not mentions. honorable mentioning. I've already mentioned Baby Driver. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's great. My, no, no, we didn't. No one mentioned Baby what Driver. Is, no one really likes it. What is the category? <laughs> what is the category? <laughs> favorite car chase. Okay, favorite, not, not best. Favorite car chase. Okay, favorite. Then I will go with a movie that nobody has seen. That you may have heard of, but nobody has seen. And this is 1968's Bullet. Bullet. Oh, yeah. There that we go. was have almost on my list. It. 1968's Bullet. This if is, this were best car chase, I might have picked Bullet. I, it's For me, it's favorite. If this is overrated car chase, I agree. Stop. <laughs> I'm joking. Streets in San Francisco, Stop. a Mustang and a Charger. Come on. Steve yes. McQueen. This is great. Um, yeah, Mustang and a Charger. This is over set, a 10 minute. Set the movie scene for this people. Is, uh, this is a 10 minute long scene or chase scene between a cop and a, you know, a hitman. Couple of hitmen. Yes. Synopsis. All got snow glory. San Francisco cop becomes determined to find the underworld kingpin that killed the witness in his protection. I'll tell you what. You absolutely do not need to watch this movie. <laughs> the only thing worth watching <laughs> is this iconic chase between a 1968 Mustang and a 1968 Dodge. It, the car chase Charger. is worth watching. Yeah. Definitely. And what it is, it's a, it's a practical chase, right? That's, this that's isn't the big Before the days right? of CGI yeah, and, and honestly safety. Well, yeah. the, the other big thing with this is, uh, you know, speed ramping was, was rampant, right? Watch Batman, 1960. Batman, right? The way that the Batmobile moves, you're like, that's not how that works. You clearly see that it's sped up. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this scene was sped up, right? The, the What happens is real. These cars are really being driven. There were two char- uh, two Chargers that were used and two Mustangs that were used. One Mustang, they totally beat up and like trashed it afterward. And the other popped up for auction like three years ago and went for like, I don't know, $4 million. Yeah. Right. The, but uh, these, these were uh, really used. And in so many of the scenes, Steve McQueen himself is doing a lot of the driving. Anytime you're watching the show and you see the mirror like in the car yeah. at, on Steve McQueen's face, it's because he's really doing the driving. If you don't he, see the mirror, they then, let him drive. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite scenes where they actually have a car or excuse me, a camera inside the cars. They're going down this yeah. hill. Because it's one of those things that's realistic. And it they're is. like burning down this road. And you're like, there's no trickery here. They're really driving what? that fast down this road. I had road. no idea. The, oh, absolutely. And then there's, but you know, if you don't see the, the mirror on his face, it is the stunt driver in that okay. case. But there's a, an iconic shot of, he actually m- missed a turn at one point, And he has to very quickly <laughs> slam it in reverse. And he hits the gas and he burns out the tires. And like, that was on accident. Literally, they missed the turn while filming. And it's like, we're keeping that. It just looks so cool. It is. This is, again, far and away, my favorite I mean, I, I could have said a thousand others, right? But we yeah. got to go with this one: Bullet, 1968, Stephen McQueen. That really did set the tone for like what a car chase should Good be. Good, it should be because they've had them since like you know the silent era. They've had a little mm-hmm. car chase, but this is the one where it's like that was exciting and fun. I have a thousand honorable mentions. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I, we're, we're good. This could be a full yeah. show. It should be, frankly. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do the car chase show. Remember how I asked the definition of one on one? Oh, can I get the definition of a car? Oh, oh no! Okay, can it be a car chase if there's not a single car involved? I'm confused. Mm. What about a motorcycle, a semi truck, and a motorcycle? Oh yeah, yeah, that counts because this starts in a mall hallway. Yeah, when John Connor is oh, standing okay. in the hallway, there we go. and then oh, the yeah. T800 Terminator starts coming up towards him, and the T8000 is coming the other way. They start fighting, and then they get out into the road. Well, first of all, John Connor escapes, gets T- on his dirt T- bike. T1000. What I say? T1000. I said T1000. T8000. T- did I, say, I said T-800 and T-1000. T-800. Okay. No, T-800 is the king of Gondor. 
Here Stop we go. correcting. He's very excited. burning dust. <laughs> but then, so then John Connor gets off and jumps on his, his dirt bike and starts speeding away from, if, if you don't know Terminator, there's yeah. basically two robots that are fighting him. One is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger type bulky T-800 robot. The other is the T-1000, a sleek yeah. Robert Patrick version. And they said, essentially, the, the filmmakers are like, well, we want, if a T-800 is a tank, we want T-1000 to be a Porsche. Oh, okay. Wow. So okay. Uh, Robert Patrick actually learned how to run, like breathing through his nose in like special way. And he got really good when he was training. So actually, when John Connor was driving off on his dirt bike, uh, Robert Patrick could catch up to him. And so they actually had him slow down a bit oh, for wow. that scene. But he gets outside and then the T-1000 hijacks a semi-truck. And starts driving it. And they actually added in like lion sound effects to make the, the truck roar. Uh. But then uh, the, the semi-truck is pursuing a little motorcycle. Then Arnold Schwarzenegger gets on a big old mo- motorcycle and follows after him. And he's like cocking a shotgun with one hand by spinning it around and then shooting like fence locks off so he can burst through them. And then John Connor gets down this little canal in yeah. L.A., this dry canal. It's actually the, the Bull Creek spillway. Mm-hmm. And he's down there. And he's like, oh, I'm safe. And all of a sudden the semi bursts off the top of the, the road there, off the bridge, and lands right on, like, right behind him. Then they're chasing each other into that. Arnold Schwarzenegger jumps off and gets down behind him. The whole thing is fantastic. Like, honestly, this is one of those action scenes that I could watch any day of the week, and I absolutely love it. But it doesn't have a single car in it, so. <laughs> it uh, counts. Fun fact, as they were filming, the way they did it is they actually had Arnold Schwarzenegger, or no, excuse me, Robert Patrick in the car, and he was on the left side of the car. And they had a person in a black hood kind of slunk down on the right side of the car actually driving, and then when they put it in the movie, they reversed it. So there's some scenes where you can see the logo on the truck is reversed because hmm. oh, Arnold isn't driving. And they weren't originally going to shear off the top of the car when it goes under the overpass, the truck. But then when they realized it was going to be too low, they went, all right, let's just knock it off the top. It the scene. It's so exciting. Yeah. And it ends in a giant fireball and T-1000 walking out as liquid metal. So, yeah. Man, cool. Terminator 2, if I did not say the title yet, Terminator, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Terminator 2 Judgment Day <laughs> came out in 1991, and it is a fantastic action movie, particularly that scene. I watched this earlier today, because that was on my short list. Yeah. Very good choice, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. Now we have the most disappointing action scene. Shannon, what disappoints you? Okay, so this is a different kind of disappointing this is in Star Wars. Oh, say no more. Okay. I yep. got gotcha. you. I know um, where we're going the with The Force this. Awakens. Oh, well. No, see, this is a different kind mm. of disappointment. Mm. This is when Kylo Ren kills his dad. Well, spoiler alert for a movie no one cares about. She didn't say who his dad was. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's all solo now. He's, <laughs> he's the, all he killed solo. his dad, so he's solo. So that was not the outcome I wanted. He's not. Wait, did you to want kill. to fight? I wanted him to not like, die. No, not kill you're just Han Solo. Sad. Wait, so you're just sad about choices? <laughs> I am sad that the scene went that way. You're disappointed in <laughs> someone's <laughs> child. <laughs> Wait, you're sad yes. that Harrison Ford went. I'll only come back on one condition. Uh-huh. If Be- I never have to play yes. this role again. <laughs> yes, so exactly. It's, it's a family dispute. So yep. that is a fight scene. Then yes. I'll also come it, back absolutely. in another one, but I'm not getting a haircut. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a little unconventional, but that was my disappointing. I, you know. I see where you went with that, and now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> what did you pick? <laughs> oh, I picked a movie uh, and a scene of a movie so disappointing. It was featured on an entire episode of Bacon Sale, episodes three sixty three, in defense of Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull. Oh, um, <laughs> mine is. The jungle chase. The jungle chase. The jungle yeah. chase. <laughs> oh man, I actually like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull right up until the nonsense that is the jungle <laughs> chase. Everything from there's a machine cutting roads that 
suddenly disappears, but the roads don't. Uh, there's there's <laughs> the ant, Tarzan swinging. There's ants. There's Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees. There's sword biz- fights on top of Jeeps. There's bizarre Russian bobs. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I hate this so much. What would you have preferred? Anything else? <laughs> anything? Wait, a Something? Cut, someone, a cut. The car goes off of the cliff and gets saved by a tree. Yeah. Oh. No, seriously. Oh, you compare the CGA laden, uh, action packed scene that is in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull to the Indiana Jones being stuck on the side of a tank in Last Crusade. So, Last Crusade oh, yeah. will win awesome. hands down every the, time. The the big fight in front of the plane. Yeah. In, yeah. in uh, uh, Raiders. Yeah. It's. All of this is so much better. happening. Those are Ah. practical. And they're so much simpler, but they went so over the top with that one. I hate it so much. Great choice, Zach. The, the the chase scene earlier in the so movie. So this is just like is least so favorite. <laughs> no, that's but I, did it like disappointing because it kind of ruined the, it tainted that, the movie a little bit. That is to me the turning point of the movie. Going this but is your did you see like an hour before when they nuke a fridge? I mean, you know what? I, that was like weirdly passable okay. to me. The car chase, um, which again we talked about this on the Hill episode. Yeah. The uh, the car motorcycle chase, you know, out outside of the diner, the Back to uh, the Future cool. thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I again, this is the turning point of the movie. Going, this went from oh, I kind of like this. Oh, I don't know about this. This movie is irredeemable, and I hate it. Hmm. <laughs> that, that so it disappointed this whole movie for me. Okay. Ah. <laughs> My turn. All right, my turn for most disappointing action scene. I'm going to read a quote, if I may. I don't want to spoil the ending, but I will say that does change things up from the book in a very big way. The final battle was Peter Jackson dead alive style mayhem. I love the carnage and I was sold in the movie in a big way. And that's where I'll leave it because I walked out of the theater feeling that it was the best ending for the movie, but at the same time, the worst ending for a movie. I felt like they made a 10 minute movie for me and then they punched me in the kidneys and took away my happiness. I've never booted a movie before, but I could not resist. And I was not the only one. Half the half of the crowd, the good guys, were booing, while the other half, cougars, were cheering <laughs> at the same time. Some heads were almost ripped off, I assure you. Kent Dunn, ShowtimeShowdown.com. <sighs> Ken, what movie is this? Twilight. Breaking, Breaking Dawn, Dawn, Part, part 2. two. <laughs> How so, could you be disappointed in this? Because... It ends. Because <laughs> they set this up, and this is a drastic change from the books, where all of a sudden... The, the bad guys and the good guys have this on the middle of a field in the snow fight and well, literal heads are being ripped off. Well, Jaws and, are and being give pried some context, open. Not that I've read the books, but I've read the books. They don't have a big battle scene. They just they just show up at the battle and they kind of talk to each other and they talk it out. And there's yeah. like a truce, essentially. Yeah. And so when the movie premiered. Everyone was shocked that there was 10 minutes of carnage. It and was it is incredible. Carnage. Like there's one yeah. part when she literally grabs a person's jaw and starts pulling it up. And I'm oh, like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So this crazy Car- fight is Carlisle gets decapitated? Yes. Yep. Uh, right uh, at the Shannon, beginning. Uh, how do you feel about Twilight? I really liked the books. Yeah. Mm, movies were okay. 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 Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't hate them, but I'm like, sure. you know. So, and if you don't know, by the way, Twilight, let me read the film synopsis of here. Uh, for Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. After the birth of Renezme, the Cullens gather other vampire clans in order to protect the child from a false allegation that puts the family in front of the Volturi. Doesn't matter. It, they don't, they're not really vampires. No one ever bites anyone, I think, in this entire match, except for the <laughs> werewolves. Mm-hmm. But it is like one of those action scenes. It's like, whoa, that's that. Whoa, whoa. They're really going for it on this. The CGI is terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is 2012 and it has not aged well. But then after this big, huge battle happens, they go, by the way, that was all a vision and it never happened and we're all fine. And I went, Ooh. are you kidding me? Yeah. It is so anticlimactic to be like that amazing battle happened, but it didn't actually happen. 
Also, I want to read a quote from Kristen Stewart after her final day filming as Bella. Okay. She says, after the final scene she filmed when, when her, she was a Can you do an impression of Kristen Stewart as you do this? After that scene, my true final scene, I felt like I could shoot up in the night sky and every pore of my body would shoot light. I felt lighter than I've ever felt in my life. What? Um, she was not... A fan of filming, apparently. Okay. But yeah, that was disappointing to me because you can't give me something. It's a terrible movie. Like Breaking Down Part 2 is a terrible movie. Mm -hmm. But you can't give me a scene like that where I'm like, oh, there's something fun. And then be like, no, never mind. It never happened. (laughs) It's not as bad as part one. The movie? Yeah. Mm. Put it out there. Mm. (laughs) The books were just so much better. That Mm. whole ending half. If they they actually stayed with the battle, I would have loved that second movie. I didn't mind the movies. Oh, I can't say. Should that we revisit the show? <laughs> we had a whole we show about them. that one. Good try, good try. Uh, yeah, my choice is uh, the Star Wars sequel series. That's all. The <laughs> entire sequel series. The entire. No, it's not. So J.J. Abrams doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to action. Things can look really flashy, but he sets a lot of things up, and they really go nowhere. And this is in Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, which is my choice. Now, when they announced the Force Awakens, they talked about Kylo Ren. So Adam Driver who plays Kylo Ren. And that there was some sort of upheaval and resistance to the Jedi. And his group was called the Knights of Ren. And then you just didn't hear about him or see them because Ryan Johnson kind of screwed everything up. And then they were introduced at the end of Rise of Skywalker, right before we see the final showdown between Palpatine and Rey. Are you, did you pick the I need a hero moment? Yes, this is the I need a hero moment. And so you have Kylo Ren versus the Knights of Ren. And it's Kylo Ren who's who's good now. Yeah, I, I just shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see this is an audio podcast. And so there was basically this moment where Ben Solo, who is Kylo Ren, is going to come in and help Ray take down the Emperor because he's back. Somehow. Somehow. That's it. He's Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> Somehow, Somehow Palpatine became the king of Gondor. And so basically... <laughs> He's about to go in, and the Knights of Ren, by the way, this is a very dark scene. You don't really know what's going on. And they circle him, and he looks at them, and you're like, oh, my goodness. This is going to be a great fight, because these were also like Jedi in training. And then he pulls a lightsaber. He stares at him for about 40 seconds. He pulls a lightsaber from behind his back, and you're like, here we go. Because Adam Driver is actually like a fun fighter to watch. Like I think his fighting, Kylo Ren's fighting style is pretty fun. Well, the fight is literally, and I counted this, 13 seconds long. He takes down six of these guys immediately, and that is it. And then he goes to help Ray. And I was like, well, you set up the, this whole cast of characters, and you just eliminated them to the point where, are they even the Knights of Ren? Do we know that? I don't know. So anyways, hated it. It could have been so cool. And we got a really crappy lightsaber scene. Can I mean, they don't normally set up characters and then do nothing with them. Captain Phasma. <laughs> that was actually an honorable mention. Because <laughs> oh, what happened there? I don't know. Like in every movie. I don't know. Uh, anyways. So, yeah, Star Wars sequels. Because setting up characters and not doing anything with them is kind of annoying, Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Next is most outrageously fun action scene. Zach, you're up on this I one. We'll start. You know what makes action scenes just so darn fun? Go on. Leonard Skinnerd. Like in Kingsman, the Secret yes. Service, a spy oh. organization recruits a promising <laughs> street kid oh, into yes. the agency's training program while a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius. It, and of course, we're talking about the church scene. I broke It broke my heart not to put that one on here. So let's paint the picture. So Colin Firth is at church, right? He's okay. there on a mission. Yes. And uh, this is not the best sermon that he's attending. <laughs> no. Is this your pick as well? It is absolutely my pick. Of course it pick. is. This is the most fun Essentially, scene. what we have is the Westboro Baptist Church. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. It's 
you know, and he's he's earlier in the movie, he's been uh, he's got a like a chip or something inserted in his his brain, and a signal comes out. Well, so it goes to cell phones. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it's basically a violence chip, and it makes everyone go nuts and want yeah. to kill each other. Yeah. And it's actually anyone in the vicinity, and so him even being really controlled. This is Colin Firth, who honestly, I would love to see some Colin Firth James Bond movies once you see this movie. Because it's so cool. But basically, everyone starts fighting. And because he's skilled at fighting. Yeah, he's like a super man, spy. Man, does yeah. he take out. Compared to a bunch of hillbillies. M- yes. Most of the congregation. I hate group being mad. And then he's a, a highly trained killer. You know, killer. Assassin. And, and so right? Zach, it's Gentleman so, assassin. It's so fun, right? Because at first, he's just taking him out with his pistol. Sure. And it's it's well, whatever it is. But it's, it's super fun to watch. But then he runs out of bullets. And then he uses everything yes. in his means. To take him out, and, and it's so fun. One it, th- it is uber violent. If oh, that, so if, that, violent. if that's not your thing, it is crazy violent. One thing I really appreciate about this scene too is the it is it is frenetic. This is a Matthew Vaughn who is like a kind of a, a, a discount guy, Richie. Yeah, but <laughs> this is a, Kirkland Brand. Let's say Kirkland Brand. Yeah, Kirkland yeah. Brand. Still it, good. It's Still good. A, a kinetic scene, but it doesn't have a ton of cuts. Right. No. It's a little bit of the, the kind of the shaky cam thing, but you yeah. don't ever lose a sense of what's happening in the fight. You know what is where. Which is it's just brilliant. It's it's you know uh, which knife is in which arm. Yes, and I think there is that some some semblance of satisfaction because you're like, oh, I mean, he's going on a murderous rampage, but like. These aren't great people, so yeah. go for it. <laughs> like and we're talking a knife in the top of the head. Yeah. <laughs> it I really, mean, really is, and it's all like you said. It's all set to Freebird. Set to Freebird. The, 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 the ending where it all gets really crazy fast, yes. and it's just it's so much fun. It's and what's fun. fun is you have a lot of the cast. There's three sets of characters watching the mayhem happen yeah. as we are with our mouths wide open. What is happening right now? It's yeah. so freaking fun, and it ends crazy too. Yep. Yeah. All right, Joel. What do you got? Now, Kent's going to roll his eyes at me after this because he, he's totally sinking with Zach. And that was one of my picks, but I ended up going, I wanted to pull it back a bit. One, because I thought someone else might pick that. Thank okay. you for mm-hmm. doing that. And two, because I liked Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, thanks, Kent. <laughs> there you go. There's Are the you? condescension. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the uh, the race? No, this is the end of battle where you get basically every I character you part. ever wanted yeah. in one battle. So the whole setup for this movie is that there's a virtual reality game that everyone links into and plays it's in the mm-hmm. near future. And there's this corporate bad guy who kind of wants to control it. And so then all the players start fighting against him. But in this virtual reality game, you can be any sort of pop culture character you want. So similar to, uh, we talked about recently, uh, the fight at end of Cabin in the Woods, when it's like all the monsters you know from all the movies all come together fighting. This is... I've seen that movie. Yeah. This is all the kind of pop culture that you want in one battle. It's a love letter. I'm going to run through this as fast as I can. So first of all... Ready? Oh, how many can get through one breath? Here we go. With a Kristen Stewart voice. (laughs) No, that's a little too difficult. You get the DeLorean from Back to the Future with a little front on it. It looks like Kit from Knight Rider. You get uh, Battletoads. You get the Iron Giant. You get uh, uh, characters from the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, Catwoman, Blue Beetle, Aquaman, Batgirl, Joker, Firefly, Flash, Nightwing. I totally messed up right there. Lara Croft, uh, Street Fighter. There's my breath right there. Strawberry Shortcake, Gremlins, Robin Hood, Robocop, Sonic the Hedgehog, Legend of Zelda, Chucky, uh, Jason Voorhees. I'm going through them. I mean, everything. Well, yeah, you have the big battle between Mechagodzilla and and Gundam. Yeah. and the Iron Giant, it's just so much fun to watch. And just, well, I remember seeing this in the theaters. And the, oh, yeah, you have uh, We're Not Gonna Take It playing on a boombox as this is happening by Twisted Sister. 
And as I was watching this and I start going, oh, oh, hey, 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 it totally was the fan service to yeah. me where I'm like, I know these guys. Holy cow, that's from Starcraft. They put someone from Starcraft. And I love it when prop when intellectual properties play nice together. Mm-hmm. So seeing something when you have Optimus Prime and the Glaive from Kroll <laughs> and Samus from Mor- from Metroid and Darth Maul, you see all these characters pop up and it's it's honestly just they're they're cameos. Yeah. There's not like there any character development here, but I went. This is ridiculous fun to me, where there's no reason for these characters all to be here other than to me to go. Oh, yeah. And so I chose Ready Player One from 2018. All right, great fight, Shannon. legitimately. So I'm gonna go with the the ending scene for Free Guy. Okay. Free yeah. Guy. When hey. Guy, I haven't seen this one. You what? I know. Oh my gosh. So Guy, can I spoil it? Sure. Well, I won't spoil spoil, but. Guy, like the main guy, Ryan ends Reynolds. up <laughs> ends up fighting himself. It like is, an enlarged you know, version, a of huge, himself. large. Is he the like, dude? Bodybuilder. Yeah, it's like is it is that what they call him? The dude? They're just dude or I something? Dude, that. yeah, dude, yeah. So it's it's like this bodybuilder with Ryan's face on. It's yeah. so it's goofy funny. Looking. Yeah, and the fights that they get going, and then once he he puts on the glasses so he can like access his video game. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not a gamer. No, His little gonna... treasure box of things. His loot. And they pull out, keeps pulling out all these different, like I think he had a lightsaber at one point yeah. and like all these different things. And this, the fight between them is so outlandish and hilarious and everyone's just standing around cheering him on. It's so much it fun. It is really fun. Captain America's shield mode is a really yeah, fun yeah. one. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. So that's mine. Uh, Kent, I'm, I'm super surprised you didn't pick the... Uh, the Manson Murders and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my gosh, that is crazy! So yeah, yeah. that, that sounds so ones. weird to say it that way, but it is but so it is fun. A fun scene. I was I was expecting you to go Tarantino here. Oh, but, uh, I mean, actually, crazy eights. No honorable mentions. Oh yeah, saving it, saving it. <laughs> I, I snuck, I snuck in honorable mentions. Now we have the most unbelievable action scene. You don't buy that? What are we What are we saying here? Or that's like, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. What did you do, Joel? <sighs> I'm glad we have a female in the room. Okay. Because, Shannon, I want you to let me know if I'm completely off the mark here. Because I believe that Avengers Endgame is one of the best battle scenes in film history. They just run at each other. I believe really it happens, absolute, Joel. No, I believe it is. So abs- cool when he whispers assemble. I love and then this Captain battle Marvel scene. flies through some ships. Hey, hey, shut up. I'm talking to the lady <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Because this scene to me, I actually, the, the emotions that are behind it, the actual execution of it, the, the revelations that come throughout the fight, I absolutely love this battle. And then there's the A-Force. There's, oh, a, there's a yeah. moment in the middle of the battle when Pepper Potts, Valkyrie, Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, Mantis, Shuri, Okoye, Gamora, Nebula, and Wasp all come together to help protect the Infinity Gauntlet. And I remember being in the theaters. I was absolutely in. Like, I think I was crying at this point. Because this is after, like, the big reveal of Mjolnir and all that. That I was like, yes! It's Italy with. Yeah, (laughs) Carrie Mjolnir. (laughs) But then there's this part where all the female warriors somehow found each other on the battlefield. For some reason, decided to all hang out together and then line up for a perfect camera shot. So that that Captain Marvel... (laughs) Who just blasted through a ship, I might add. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. Spider-Man's like, I don't know how you're going to get through all that. And then she's like, well, the, she's got us. I'll and take I'm like, yeah. here, Parker. Yeah, and I'm like, she literally just went through a ship. She could easily go through a couple uh, people I'm as well. I'm totally with you. I thought that was the most ridiculous. Pulled me out of the, like, pulled me what? completely out of the seat. It was one of those mm-hmm. moments where I could almost feel it like going, yep. like out of the movie and being like, what? Why? 
And apparently they, in screenings for this test, they uh, test audiences said this was pandering. They're like, this is it's a pandering. Oh, it's ridiculous. There's, there's no it reason for them ridiculous. to be together. And they're like, well, we'll tweak a little bit to show them kind of fighting together beforehand. So it doesn't, you know, it fits better. No, it's absolutely yeah. pandering. And it really did pull me out of the movie. And because it, you knew it was a studio project at that point. Yeah. It was yeah. literally was like, hey, let's get a really cool shot of all the female warriors together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And it doesn't make any sense to the plot. There's no reason why these so people dumb. would have to find each other. I agree. And they really don't do much to further what's going on in that moment. It really is. It Especially is since it was right after she just went through that huge yeah. shift. Yeah. You're she, like, that was my first thought too was, she Wait a minute. She just took down an entire spaceship. Yeah. Apparently the executive yeah. uh, producer, Trin Tran, was like, she was the one that was saying that no, like, audiences didn't like it, but they fought to keep it in. And I'm like, that kind of, it made it completely unbelievable for me that moment. The rest yeah. of the battle, I'm absolutely on board with Avengers Endgame final battle, except for that one moment. That is, that is the thorn in the side of that battle. I agree. Kent? Are you mad at me? No, I'm saying you're next, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> All right. So I could go with a number of choices from this particular series for your unbelievable action scene. I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do? So, uh, just say it. Okay. I'm I'm just going to paint the picture. Everybody. This is Kent paints the picture done. I wonder if it's the same one. It involves cars. (laughs) We have the same scene. Uh So, uh, and it's two, it's two side characters. Oh, uh, Mater oh, okay. and who else? We yeah. totally have the same. It's Cars too. Yeah. So there's a uh, Ludacris. Oh, we no. have the same scene. We yes, have the we do. Hey, can we finger boop right now? Boop. Aw. Ludacris and Ty- Tyrese. They go to space. <laughs> and they're no, they're they're just sitting in a Fiero. It's fine. And they're wearing these like cleaner gloves and they're putting duct tape around and make sure making sure that air won't come out. And they're just kind of telling the jokes. Meanwhile, you don't know they're sitting atop a, a giant airplane. <laughs> It's launching them so to 50,000 feet so then they can use their jet thrusters to take them to space. To space. <laughs> the Fast and Furious crew goes to space. Oh my gosh. Seriously. And look, here's the thing. How did they wait until F9 <laughs> to get to space? Isn't that ridiculous? Because we could have gone with literally any of yeah. the moments from 5 on, yep. I think. Because there's a slingshot moment from F9 as well that is just absolutely ridiculous. I still haven't seen F9. You shouldn't. Oh. It's, it's so funny. It is so funny and so dumb. But basically what it is, and sorry, Shannon, no, I will, you can great. jump in. <laughs> Go ahead. But basically this Fiero is just locked down that it is a space vessel. They're trying to put a microchip in a satellite and fly to that in a Fiero for some reason. And they're wearing like uh, scuba diver masks I, as like, well. It was like duct tape to their shirts or something. Yeah. Like it was so ridiculous. But then they're like, oh, the car won't work well enough. How do we get there? And they're like, they're like shifting the car. And I'm like, they're in space. And they just decide to drive through the satellite and explode it. And then you think there will be some like dramatic tension, like won't the car explode as well? Because these are billion dollar satellites they're driving through. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing happens. (laughs) Absolutely nothing happens. Except for they went to space. They went to space. They went to space. (laughs) But they did pause for a minute to be like, Oh, look how beautiful it is. Look where it's I don't need to see Tyrese oh my gosh. looking at <laughs> the <laughs> circumference of the globe. That was so ridiculous. He was a flat earther before, so it was good for him. <laughs> okay, that's true. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I'm just mad it hasn't gone bigger than that since. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so yeah. glad you have that choice yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what okay. I had, yep. <laughs> All right, Zach, what do you have? 
Oh, again, so many options. Yeah. And I'm going to stay to the same franchise. <laughs> However, I did a different idea. Okay. I went with unbelievable, but awesome. Okay. Okay. And mine is from Fast Five. Okay. With the Give safe? me those two chargers pulling a vault. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's it is, so dumb. It is they insane. They have a safe, Zach. <laughs> safe. It's a safe. safe. <laughs> it's it is, so dumb. It is so dumb, but I love it. Okay. That, that, is, that uh, is the movie that changed the franchise. Yes. But I think... For the better, they made it. Well, they, they were more self-aware, more fun. I really <laughs> hate the first two Fast and Furious movies. I never even saw the third. But then, yeah, when it turns this corner in Fast Five, it's just ridiculous so fun, fun, right? You guys are sitting here going, "Oh my gosh, this thing in F nine was so dumb," but you're smiling, oh, and you're yeah. laughing, oh, and we're yeah. all having a good true story. Also, all of them are. I, but, yeah. but then, <laughs> so so you have the the stolen vault, and for context here, you've got two heavily modified Dodge Chargers <laughs> that strap themselves to a, a bank vault and rip it out of the building Wait, and they just five tons it's a five, five ton bank tons vault. it's a big vault they're mm-hmm. pulling it and they literally just strap to the two cars each one has a line to it and they just have this huge chase destroying everything through the city <laughs> they had a chase zach a chase, chase. it's a vault a, a it's a chase <laughs> in a cave with scraps <laughs> We've jumped genres. Oh no, but it, it's it. This is uh, unbelievable. That's not how that would work, <laughs> and yet it is so dang fun. It is. I love it. Yes. A little positive spin there. I like that. Zach. Yes. All right. Finally, our favorite overall action scene. What is your favorite overall action scene? We'll start with. Well, you know, let's just start with our guest, Shannon. Oh, oh with you. I get to go first. Yes. Okay. So mine is from. True Lies. Oh, oh nice. Great that choice. is, oh my gosh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I've probably seen it 500 times. So that scene when they are leaving the island. Okay, so Jamie Lee Curtis is in the limousine getting taken away. She's mm-hmm. been captured. And Arnold is in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. So there's, what, three or four limousines and some big tank trucks got the nuke in one of them. And so they're crossing the big bridge coming into Miami. So they're going to set off this nuke. And so Arnold's coming in and he shoots a hole in the bridge. So now all these cars are tumbling into the water, except for, of course, the one with the nuke. Is this, got away. Is this is Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, right? He went rogue. This, right. So... The whole the whole scene of them shooting and then him trying to rescue Jamie Lee Curtis because of course she gets in a fight inside the limo and there's no driver and so now the limo is rogue and so Arnold has to get the helicopter close enough to her that he can reach her and she can come up through the the hole the skylight in the in the car right as it tumbles over the edge mm-hmm. and then the whole the whole way through where they have to get the helicopter clear to Miami and land and then the nuke goes off. It's just a fun scene. It is. Yeah, it's it is. just a fun movie. It absolutely is. Oh, what a good choice. That, that, that's one of those actually realized enough. I need to watch that one. That's again. one of those movies that I, I was made a big splash when it was there, and I think people need to watch it again because it's a lot of fun. Well, you know, we showed it to my my daughter and her new husband because, mm-hmm. um, and none of my kids have seen it because yeah. we used to watch it a ton back in the day. Sure. And so we tried to find it everywhere and could not find it anywhere. And so we actually went and found like our own. DVD or something in our closet. But now we just recently saw it. I think it's on Netflix or something oh. or Hulu. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's on. So now maybe more people can watch it. Cause uh, it's Shannon, there's this available. place is called Walmart and uh, they, it's now a seven fifty bin. Oh, there's, right, a, right, there's right. a place where you can go and rent things for free. Actually, your tax dollars have already paid for it. The local uh, library. Joel oh, goes there. Library. <laughs> I, get, I, get, oh. I get a lot of stuff from the library. Well, we're very 
very impulsive. We're like, we want to watch we it right need to now. Watch it now. <laughs> we want to watch it now. Uh, rest in peace, Blockbuster. Right. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your final pick? What is your favorite overall action My scene? My favorite overall action scene comes from an action franchise that I have not talked enough about on this list because I only wanted to pick one from this franchise. And it's not just one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, James. Double O no. This is a fight uh, <laughs> choreographed by the great Bob Anderson discussed earlier when we talked about the Princess Bride. Yes. Uh, he is a, a wonderful fight choreographer, a former Olympic fencer, worked on such films as Highlander, The Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. Princess Bride, Mask of Zorro, Lord of the Rings, and even Die Another Day, the scene between uh, Pierce Brosnan ah. and Madonna. He worked on that. But he also worked on a little film called The Empire Strikes Back. Because my favorite action scene of all time is Luke versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back. Very cool. I That's a good one. love this fight. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, there's a theme. Uh, think about the fight between Inigo Montoya and the Man in Black. Think about, think about the fight at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Bob Anderson does this thing. And it's, it's uh, I don't know what you want to call it. The, the test, sizing up, whatever. Where there's, we're standing in front of each other and we have a few hits. They're kind of testing each other, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You build this tension. You know, you have a beautiful shot. You know, the the silhouette of Luke and Vader. You have the lightsabers, the, the you know, kind of the smoke around everything from the carbonite chamber. And this is, it's just an epic setting. But you have the the added tension of Luke has had these visions that his friends are, are you know, being tortured, that they're going to be killed. And Vader knows something that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So Luke is ready to give his all, even though he's not a fully trained Jedi, he's ready to give his all. And Darth Vader is like, I, I need you for several reasons. Yeah. I want you to join me. And so I'm going to toy around with you a little bit. So you get a fantastic fight scene. You get the moment in the hallway where Vader just burst out from the side. Kind of terrifying. Yeah. Wonderful. You get things being thrown around. Impressive. You get the kid being thrown out of a window. Yep. And you get, of course, the iconic hand nah. getting chopped off, which as a kid was like, wait, doesn't yeah. that happen to good guys? This fight keeps happening and happening and happening. And Vader is just like, okay, hey, I want this to be done. You know, like when you're with your kids and you're like, okay, we're done now. I'm chopping. I'm going hand. to exert. Yeah, you cut your kid's hands off. I'm going to exert a little <laughs> bit of force now. Have? <laughs> he has one. Do you need more? Are than you that? saying that, that chopping off a hand of Star Wars is the equivalent of spanking in real life? Yes. Okay. That's true. <laughs> yes, oh, it is. No. <laughs> I think just overall this fight because of the weight of it. Now, is it the flashiest fight in Star Wars? Not even remotely, but it carries a lot of weight and it is it is just a brilliantly interesting thing to watch Um, all around. Great fight. Luke versus Vader. My favorite of all time. Do you, know, do you know how hard it is to pick a favorite overall? I have two that are literally tied right now. I, well, I don't think I, don't think, I, I, I didn't just, pick one because I thought it was going to be picked by you. No, you pick it. Well, no, because I have it as my backup. <laughs> I'm not having that as my backup because I, I think what makes a great action sequence is the thing where you hold your breath because you have no idea what's going to happen and you're so tense. And I think a good action sequence requires maybe some animatronics, maybe some CGI, maybe some kids in danger in a Jeep because I chose Jurassic Park. The oh, T-Rex. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good one. So I just you, you have the water rippling in the cup that kind of builds attention of something big's coming. Then the leg drops, or the shoe drops. I should say, <laughs> but, but the T-Rex gets out. 
it's and it's just one of those moments where you're just so tense, like the characters, and then mayhem starts happening because they destroy the car, kill the lawyer, and it starts attacking the kids. They get away, start climbing down a wall, and a truck almost falls on top of them. Then they have to climb up a tree again to get the kid out of the car, and the car starts almost falling on top of them again. That and honestly, any scene in Jurassic Park could probably count the Raptors at the end, but I wanted to focus on the T Rex one because that was one of those moments I vividly remember in the theater holding my breath because I was so tense about what was going on. And this T-Rex was an impressive feat. Like it is 20 feet high, the animatronic, 20 feet high, 40 feet long, and weighed 17,500 pounds. It was the largest sculpture ever made by the Stan Winston studio. Stan Winston is a fantastic uh, uh, effects guy, uh, model designer. But like they, they had this real T-Rex head that they would bring in, well, that body, top of the body, that they could bring in for some shots. And it is amazing to watch because it feels so realistic. So yes, a Jurassic Park, maybe more of an adventure movie, but it was one of my scenes that I had to pick and Ooh. I wanted to put it somewhere and I went, it's got to go favorite. It's overall. so great. So cool. There's so many other good action movies out scenes out there. I could have picked those. I don't know what I'm going to do, but so, I chose this one. So you had animatronics, Jeeps and kids in danger. And CGI. And CGI. I have shrapnel, security guards and cartwheels. I'm going with the lobby scene from The, the Matrix. Matrix. There it is. <laughs> I didn't pick I it because I, I, li- I literally have two. I have one that is literally tied that is from a current movie, but I'm going to save it for another show because the lobby scene in the Morpheus Rescue from the first I, Matrix. I yes. was going to put just the entirety of the Morpheus because, Rescue. Because, because what happens yeah. is the scene starts out and Agent Smith is questioning Morpheus. And Morpheus taught Neo everything he knows. And so for him to be in trouble and you know about to ruin everything for everyone else, like you're like, Go in there and save them. Yeah. And then you have Neo and Trinity just calmly walking uh-huh. into the lobby. Security <laughs> guards like, can we check your bag? Full of guns, by the way. And then all of a sudden, the score by Don Davis just starts up. And it is the coolest thing. Spy break. Is this a little dated? Absolutely. Are the cartwheels a little goofy? Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous, but it's so fun. But it is back in the day when DVDs were the Blu-rays of their time uh-huh. or, or the HD of their time. <laughs> and you see just the shrapnel of these pillars. Just, these pillars bursting just with off, <laughs> And it was the coolest, most, the, I mean, the best practical effects I've seen to that point. Yeah. Because it was all just happening. And the confidence of these two heroes going in there and just taking out this entire room. It's such a blast. So and then you get up fun. on the roof with the bullet time, too. And that's one yeah, of the and moments. That, that's really it. Yeah. yeah. From from that moment of walking into the lobby, well, to jumping out yeah. to the helicopter. Which which then leads into the subway fight, which yeah. Shannon mentioned. Yeah. It's just the, the this entire movie is a It's a great movie. Like Kent said, yeah. I try my best not to pick. Uh, well, we tried to make Matrix every answer. And I yeah. didn't put Matrix for any because I conceded that you were going to get some of those. <laughs> yeah. So I want to give my own mention, but I'll save it. There's so many honorable mentions we want to have. I can't believe we haven't mentioned another Keanu Reeves movie. I, well, I almost did. Uh, I almost did too. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking I'm back. No, 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 no. That's me putting out the wick on this, guys. What do you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> well played. He got his name right. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but there you have it. There are our action scenes that we love and adore and sometimes get annoyed by. But we hope you played along at home and let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter what your answers were because it. Like we said, there's so many that we wanted to talk about, but it's just we're saving yeah, for maybe plenty a more possible to do. future episode. So thank you, Shannon, for for uh, bringing Shannon this. Shannon came up with these categories, by the way. She did. Yeah, yes, thank I did. you very much. Yeah, it was great, and and uh, I stressed about it for days. So thanks thank for you. playing. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's that fun kind of stress, though, right? But Shannon, is there anyone <laughs> here at the end of the show you'd like to give a, a shout out to, or anything you'd like to plug? Oh, just shout out to my family, my awesome husband who was going to come didn't make it. 
and my kids and my friends and thanks you guys for letting me be here. This is yeah, fun. Thank you. This is awesome. Here. Was so great. much fun. Yeah. And thank you for your support of Bacon Sales. Well, we really do appreciate it. Of course. All right. Before we go, we'd like to thank some patrons. So from the I and the Listener category, we have Taylor Sanderson, Sir and Madam Hicks, Shannon West, hey! Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski. It's Pizza Friday time. Scott Sprague. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Wait, Kelly. he's in here? <laughs> uh, Casey Cummings. Briggs is off to preach a good word. Angela Plotz. Andrew is literally Ryan Gosling and Adam and Rachel Crump. And from the Bacon Council, we have the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole Decale, the other Brit, Johnny English, Her Royal Highness, Jessica Terry, Glow Clan Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. You are the princess to our bride. Oh, I like that one. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center, including this Friday, yes. if you're listening when this show airs, November 17th, when we're going to be having Bacon Cell Night at Quickwits. Buy one, get one free for Bacon Cell Listener. For more information, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. Well, after you've done that, go to tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale where you can get yourself some merch. We love to see it. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash Bacon Sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get... Uh, all sorts of fun behind the scenes content and you can help decide what we should be watching patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time we came here to podcast and chew bubble gum <laughs> and we're all out of bubble gum some point i'm thinking i'm back i'm thinking of good citations <laughs> this is when we get this what we cut out of the show by the way Shannon. every <laughs> week I, I go to the country and meet a guy that yeah. sweeps me off my feet and i never want to go back to the big city <laughs> no don't send me to lameness why not romance i saw it in new york and fell asleep <laughs> oh my god carry ulos ulos carry ulos carry ulos how are you doing are you all right are you okay just sit back. Are you all right? Are you sure? Because you just went through a just wall. Just went through a wall. <laughs> we are dorks. Yes. Um, we are Utah Shannon. dorks. Carrie. <laughs> Shannon, he loves synopsis. Okay. I do. Yes. Carrie. We call it Snydering. I went in space, Kent. Space. 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 I'm a huge Elastigirl stan. Okay. Well, like, thank you, internet and Tumblr. Give me thick thighs and pretty eyes. Thank you. Car, no. brother. I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. No, one. is the king of Gondor. Jesus. There's bizarre Russian bobs. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Somehow, Somehow Palpatine became the king Detroit. of Gondor. Holy cow, that's from Starcraft. They put someone from Starcraft. So, are you mad at me? No, I'm saying you're next, idiot. They went to space. They went to space. They have a Same. safe, Zach. <laughs> safe. <laughs> a safe. They had a chase, Zach. A chase. Chase. A ball. A, a, a chase. <laughs> In a cave with scraps. Shannon, can I hear your impression of Keanu Reeves, please? No, you may not.